All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Yeah, how's vacation going? You're on vacation this week. Good. Yes, thank you for asking. We've had a a good time so far. A couple of wins, actually. So we started out, we were at the cottage for a couple of days, um, which was really nice. You remember last time we went to the cottage and like there was a leak in the roof and the bed was soaked and it was a whole thing. This time the weather was much better. Uh, we, uh, I dug out this old um, inner tube that we've had at my cottage for like decades and it spent all of that time living outside. Like I pulled it out from underneath the cottage where it was kind of like fossilized in mud. And I was like, well, maybe I could inflate this and go for a soak. <clears throat> and uh, I blew it up. I got it pretty firm and I could see there were some holes in it. Not like piercings, but like like rotted holes because <laughs> it's been outside for all this time. So I'm like, well, maybe I can just like patch it up. I got some 3M tape and went for a float. And like within two minutes, I was just not floating on anything but my own buoyancy. It was just completely flat like paper. And really? uh, and so we decided to go to Canadian Tire and we bought a couple of inner tubes. And then we just, the pair of us just like floated in the in the bay for upwards of two hours, which was lovely. I broke a bicycle pump. It was like one of those things where like we were so determined to be able to be just above the water that like every little obstacle wasn't enough to to stop us. And so like while we went out to Canadian Tire, the 20 minutes we were gone, I left the bicycle pump sitting in the sun and it dried out all the glue and then it just like crumbled in my hands when I tried to use it. <laughs> oh my God. And so flute major Becky just blew them up with her two lungs. Oh my God. Which was Whoa. extraordinary. I kept telling her, you gotta stop. You're gonna like make yourself sick or get lightheaded or something. And she's like, I'm fine. And she was fine. And uh, we, well, she earned her float. I, uh, I grumbled a little bit and got the float alongside her. Nice. Did you hear of the story of the guy in, um, I forget which, which bay it was, but it was out that way. Yeah. <laughs> he got his arm broken by some sort of sea creature. Well, I think that this is an interesting case study in news because there's absolutely no indication that it was a live sea creature. He was just hit by something. Right, and there are but no I mean, there are no like teeth marks in him. He was just like there was just like blunt force that broke his bones, which, to be fair, is curious. It doesn't it doesn't seem like driftwood or a rock would do that in the water. But yes, he no, was in no. St. Margaret's Bay. I think they think it's like it was like a a dogfish or a tuna, like something that's got some girth to it that like could hit the body at a high speed, and apparently completely break a bone like yeah the x-ray is jarring. i know i i found his recounting of the experience kind of graphic and horrifying like he said he just felt immeasurable pain and then he looked down and his his arm was just kind of like dangling in like a you know like coins in the toe of a sock it was just like hanging there off his body well <laughs> thank god it didn't hit him in the head yeah yeah absolutely that could have been lethal yeah and that is in fact where i was except we're like way in the head of St. Margaret's Bay, like at its deepest, it's like, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet high tide. And, and this was like, he was way gotcha. out there, but uh, kind of creepy because I mean, you can't, you can't be in open water and, and not have at least occur to you like, Oh, it's kind of eerie to think about what's underneath me. Right. And I find it interesting if, if not alluring that there are like outdoor screenings of jaws in ponds on inner tubes 
And people just like watch Jaws at nighttime while floating in the water. And I can't imagine oh. needing needing to feel something that badly. I didn't know that was a thing. That sounds uh, haunting to the next level. That's a culture. And, and I'm like, uh, 1% of me wants to do it. Because I saw Jaws last year thinking that like I couldn't handle Jaws and it's not that scary. Uh, yeah. But I didn't have to go into the water afterward. Oh my God, it's like it's like someone saying, "Do you want to take mushrooms and watch Jaws, or do you want to go into an actual pond and feel all of the sensations of if you took this drug and watched Jaws?" Or do you want to take mushrooms and go into the pond and watch Jaws? Oh my God, that sounds like the scariest thing ever. Never yeah. done mushrooms, but that does sound terrifying. I just have to assume that that's a great way for somebody to drown themselves. Just to have a total yeah. panic attack, a nightmare. We had some other, uh, you know, fun experiences or just like wins. We got back from the cottage and my my parents had replaced all of our patio furniture. Whoa. Which is like, because tomorrow's my birthday. And so I guess it's like a birthday present for me. And so they just like replaced it. You can seat eight people on my back deck now. It was. Oh, my God. Did, did they go for the Apolero? No. Is that what you have? Yes. I love what you have. And I did. I did price it out. But like. Paying for for that many pieces was probably just like a little outside our range. Um, I hear ya. But uh, no, it's we, mo- we it's built just, up to it. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of the nice thing about getting like a sectional is that you can you can pay for it in installments and get what you what you've paid for in the meantime. Um, right. No, it's mostly just like like really sweet looking um, upright chairs, and there's two. Uh, we already had uh, like an ottoman kind of thing with cushions and it's still in good shape. So we're holding on to that one. And they also got us like a little swing and a couple of little side tables, nesting tables. And so that's really cozy. Um, oh, this was the other thing. Did I tell you the AC is broken in my car? No. Uh, yeah, maybe you did. At the start of the summer, the AC just like died in my car. Right. And so, yes, you have mentioned this. And so it's been hell having to get in that car. Um, and uh, I put off, which is so silly because like I knew it had to get fixed. I might as well bite the bullet and not like suffer through the hottest months of the year. But I was just scared of what it was going to cost. I had this idea that it was going to cost like a thousand bucks. I finally went and did it yesterday. It only cost me 150 bucks. And so oh, easy. I, well, well, yeah. Was it a, a fan or something? Well, or like... no, he had to top up the refrigerant and he had to install like a, some kind of like diagnostic that would basically check the life expectancy of a compressor and that's the extent of the auto ease that i can i can relay sure. right now um and basically it's on its last leg and, and at some point whether it's next week or next year that compressor is going to be need to be replaced and that'll be 700 dollars. oh um, gotcha but i kind of told myself like if i can get through this under 400 dollars, i'll call it a win and i don't need the ac too much beyond a month from now so Right. I'm just gonna That's get. True. I'm just gonna get through it, and and that was really nice. How are you doing? How's uh How's your week going? Okay, wait. So it's your birthday tomorrow. What are your What's your plans for your birthday? Uh, well, Becky and I are gonna go to dinner. Uh, a, a safe, di- a distant dinner. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, where are you doing that? Have you been to Cafe Chianti? Yes. I was there like one time six or seven years ago uh, for like a prefix menu, and it was really good. But we've never gone like yeah. just as fans of Italian food. Uh, good. I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, w- is that on Barrington? Yeah. No, right wait. On. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. It's great. Good. We're just kind of thinking that because, like, we've been to some of the other Italian places, or Italian seafood fusion places, which is what Halifax yeah. does best, apparently. Uh, sure. So many times, and we always have a great time. But we figure let's shake it up, and uh, 
that's kind of the extent of it because there's not a whole lot to do. I haven't like reached out to friends or anything, and uh, sure, it's the middle of the week too. Keeping her chill. Yeah. You're you'll be 29. It's true. It's my last year in my 20s. <sighs> you're already thinking about being 30. You're gonna start just answering people that you're 30. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. You've been, you that was your experience. No, like six months from now. Yeah. yeah. You'll just, you'll be like, it might as well just call me 30. Did you have a complex about 30 or were you psyched about it? No, I was a little weird about it. Yep. A little bit of a strange, like, you know, I felt like I'd, I'd accomplished some things, but like not, not all the things that I wanted to do. So I kind of got a little panicky there, but not like, you know, depressed or anything. Just made me think. Right. So what do you want to have accomplished by the time you're 40? God, not to, not to put you on the spot or anything, but plan, <laughs> yeah. plan, plan the next but nine and a half years for you. What's your next nine years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess nine years. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think kids probably at some point, uh, hopefully um, being richer than I am right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, other than that, kids being richer, uh, rich experiences between them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. A couple. That's a bit of a Venn diagram you just gave me. There's, there's a little overlap <laughs> between those areas. I, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm not. But uh, oh, while we're on the topic of patio furniture, <laughs> like we never talked about anything else. Great uh, podcast, by the way. <laughs> I know it's a compelling radio. Uh, Welcome back to patio furniture. Oh, have you uh, have you invested in any patio lights? Yeah, we've got the Costco ones, like the the oh, fancy bulbs. Okay. Yep. We just got those. I couldn't believe what a difference, like how much brighter our deck actually is. There were sections that were just completely black before yep. that have like such a nice soft light continuously around the deck. It's great. I kind of want to put, now bear with me here. Okay. I kind of want to put a TV <laughs> outside. Oh, do it. Now, now that we're into um, sports times. Yeah. So we could like on like the weekend, especially like watch the games outside under the patio lights, enjoying it on the patio mm -hmm. furniture. I feel like it would be so worthwhile to like hang a stand out there that I could bring a TV down. I totally support this idea. You just have to think about it logistically. You have to be responsible and figure out how this is going to work in a, in a weather complicated province. Well, the thing is I would have to put on and take off the TV anytime we weren't using it. I think that's the thing. That's a big job. Well, it's if we leave the the hanger outside, yeah. like the the um, uh, mount, if you will. If I get that into the siding, and then basically like the TV will just sit on top of it. Right. I think. Is there any kind of like tent covering or uh, like drawstring tarp that you could put out there? I don't know that I would even trust it, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I, I understand that impulse, but I bet there's. You know what? There probably is a product that is specifically for protecting your TV, if not for your, uh, for your outdoor man cave, for your sports bar. Yeah, it's it'd be a good business for this summer, especially. Like, yeah. hey, do you want us to set up an entertainment center outside? Give us a call. Well, that's a do fantastic that. idea. I I think that's great. Yeah, it could be fun. Yeah, I'm getting into sports. Like I, I didn't know if I'd be <laughs> fully on board for it um, in the summer, 
there was the no, there was no question you were going to get into sports. All this time you've been a sports fan. Did you think that was just passing your time because the winter is boring? Uh, well, I wasn't sure. Oh come on! I truly wasn't you, sure. Oh please! You thought you just like you couldn't golf, and so you thought you would watch football, which clearly you're obsessed with. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. If there's if there's a game on, it's something to watch. It's like it's a good tempo to just have. And the funny thing is, they're coming on at like three thirty. Yeah. So so while I'm working from home, I'm just turning the game on, putting it on mute, and like working while there's an NBA game happening. What are you enjoying most? I've only been watching NBA. I haven't okay. watched a single hockey game. I I I love watching golf. That's another thing that I'm like super into. But right. Mm-hmm. And it's going okay. Is it like the culture of their little NBA bubble? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I think I think it's like eight out of ten. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it in terms of what they could have accomplished, it's probably a ten out of ten. Like, can't get much better than what they're doing. I actually think this conversation of like, is this the new normal for sporting events, and like. Will some players want to not play in front of spectators going forward? I think that's a moot point. Like it's it's kind of a silly conversation because it's such a cash cow that there's just not going to be the option to not invite spectators back as soon as they possibly can feasibly. But totally. I, I I was considering because I went grocery shopping today and I was considering another thing uh, in reference to the new normal uh, that I hadn't thus far. And uh, it pertains to the directional arrows on the floor in the grocery store, which you or may not you may not be familiar because you don't do no, a lot of shopping. I've been in a grocery store probably like four times yeah. since like things lifted a little bit. So it occurred to me today that like someday, perhaps in the near future, I'm going to go grocery shopping and all the tape arrows are going to be lifted up. And they're going to say, you know, we got to go back sometime. And I don't think we do. I think directional arrows, directional aisles, one-way only aisles in all stores should last forever. It's better. Why should we ever have to come uh, face-to-face, nose-to-nose with another shopping cart again in our lives? It's better if we don't. Well, I don't know about that. It's so, I mean, like for the sake of health or just like just the way that. For the sake of efficiency. The world... Like these these aisles are narrow. Why should we ever have to come face to face with the cart again? They're all just well, Jacob's ladder up and down these aisles. Okay. So you're saying you forget something in the aisle that you meant to grab earlier on and you're willing to just go like, oh, I'll just take this extra loop and come back again on the other side. Well, I think it depends. I think turn around and. Because this is what happens now. We're not going to be fascists about it, but like, turn. And if there's six carts behind you, no, you can't turn around in traffic. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. I disagree, but but I also don't do that much shopping. So what leg do I have to say? I'm just kind of vamping. I'm stretching because there's so little to talk about this week to stretch it into an hour. There's not a whole lot, but did, did you see that Jeff Ross was accused of a, a Me Too-y kind of thing? Yeah, and a minor, no less, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I haven't read any of the of the credentials on it. No, I didn't read it either. But that's another one that it's not unlike uh, Chris D'Elia, where it's just kind of like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> is that all... the craziest? Yeah, yeah is that the craziest like, person you could think to. How many people have made jokes? Like about how he's like a creepy predatory type at roasts. Right. I think, yeah, maybe the creep. Yeah. I didn't know there was any validity to it, but it makes it less funny. That's for sure. Yeah. And Brian Callen got one too. And he has categorically denied it. He's just, Oh, Brian. 
Yeah, Brian Callen. He's just a, yeah. a Joe Roganite. No, I know. He, well, yeah. he's also a comedian. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. Um, but he's like good friends with Chris D'Elia. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, yeah. Like they're tight. Yep. Whoa. Yep. That is crazy. Um, no, I hadn't heard that one. Uh, most of what I've been <laughs> reading about and following a little bit is the, uh, what are, should we call it Ellen Gate? Yeah, Ellen is a never-ending saga. This she is, the story is of our dominating time. entertainment right now with how terrible of a person she is. What's just fascinating to me, their mishandling of this, they just really seem to think, like, it's not a good time to, like, decide that you are also the victim of toxicity in your own workplace at the show called you right <laughs> it just doesn't make sense we talked about that a little bit last week where she's like well it's the producer's fault and once we get rid of that producer it's going to be so much better but that just contradicts so many people's stories about her specifically being horrible right um, and uh and there are uh, other cases underway of uh, other situations about producers being um either racist or or predatory and sexist and I think probably just in general, the Ellen show is a uh, dumpster fire. <laughs> I think it's just a, a disastrous place to work. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is like, if they're, if he's actually trying to do this, but uh, Eric Andre made a post kind of joking that he was campaigning to be the new Ellen. <laughs> Somebody set this up as like a, a change.org or something. And he, oh, okay. he wants to host Ellen, but have them have them keep everything the same. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> it's basically like a spin. Have you seen his show at all? Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. I mean, it's it's just free publicity because they're retweeting basically everything that a celebrity says about about Ellen right now. But like, obviously, right. that's not going to happen. There are lots of discussions, and again, probably doesn't matter because like she owns the show. But there are lots right. of discussions about like who could feasibly take over that time slot. And I think we talked last week about how like it's a really good time for Kelly Clarkson to have the number one new daytime talk show because she can kind of take over. Uh, Drew Barrymore has a new daytime talk show uh, starting pretty soon, I think. Um, and I, I sent you a link where some people were like trying to spread a completely uh, un, unconfirmed rumor that James Corden wants to move from night to day. Whoa. Uh, and that's not going to happen. They're not going to give that time slot to a straight white man who also low-key is known for being unpleasant. Right. You don't think that Dax and Monica could handle it, do you? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm, but that's an amazing pull because the audience overlap is enormous. I think it would be too. Yeah. And I don't hate that podcast. I sometimes hate it. I sometimes hate it. The their their guests are good. Dax can occasionally be better than I I enjoy giving him credit for. Uh, yeah, he's been a little less self involved with it lately because it's one of those shows that I listen to just because the guests are good. Um, right. I don't think I don't think that like daytime TV, whether it's ABC or it's a syndicated show, so it's all over the place. But I, I don't think they'd be so comfortable with with Dax, who's so irreverent. He's like a charming guest on Ellen, but right. I don't know. Are they going to give him? that demographic well and and how often could he bring up you know like being dyslexic and molested and a former addict and does he want on it? kind of no i don't think he, he probably wouldn't he probably no. like likes the freedom 
in general it's so it's so interesting to watch which um which celebrities are decrying ellen's mismanagement of the situation versus those who are defending her so like brad garrett uh, kind of most notably (laughs) yeah he went like claws out yeah he's like i've got no time for this he's been on the show six times he's like a reoccurring guest on ellen but he, whoa yeah what? oh yeah he's like okay this is what strikes me funny i didn't know he's been on the, the show before he's like, a friend so he's... of the show like he's been on six times and um he says that uh no matter what's going on um you have to step up because it's your show it's your name on the show and he knows multiple people who've been mistreated there and so like that's his experience then leah thompson from back to the future she kind of raised her hand too and she's like yep ditto uh but then Today or yesterday, Katy Perry, of all people, is like, look, I can't speak for other people's experiences, but I've only ever had a wonderful time at the Ellen Show. And the tone deafness in that statement is ridiculous. This isn't about you. It isn't about whether or not celebrity. It's definitely not about whether or not Ellen likes celebrities, because I think she likes celebrities. That's her most important thing. That's the thing. Yeah. No celebrity has been mistreated on the show. Not the ones who are powerful like Katy Perry. Ellen just wants to be... I mean, that's what's so awkward about the now infamous Dakota Johnson interview is that Ellen wants to be one of the young, cool celebrities. And she's right. an elitist in that way. And that's... If she, if she is, in fact, horrible to her underlings, it's because they're not famous. So for a person as famous as Katy Perry to step up and be like, what are you talking about? Ellen's nice. You have no right. idea what you're talking about. I wonder what George W. Bush thinks. <laughs> He's for sure painting a picture about this as we speak. Remember they sat next to each other at like a Texas Rangers game or like a a Dallas Cowboys game and everyone freaked out. And she was like, listen, I think we should all come together and like be friends. I don't know why it made her sound like Donald Trump. but No, she like used it as an opportunity to pretend that she's above all the negativity, but that no, that she's like unifying the country. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure he's a war criminal and you're, uh, she likes rich people. She likes people who are nice to her, which is not right. good enough. Right. So, yeah, I did want to talk about the Ellen thing, but I think we've already said it all. Like, there's always yeah. going to be an update in this. Do you think she's going to come back? Because it's going to be... It's interesting when we throw in the ingredient that it's a pandemic. Uh, it's very easy yeah. for her not to come back. And she's on hiatus right now for the summer anyway. So, it'd be surprising if this blows over because it's pretty big. But will it blow over enough that she can come back and just kind of pretend nothing happened? Because as it is right now, it's embarrassing for her to come back. It's like it's just going to be yeah. a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. I I honestly think they, they pull the plug on it because yeah. She, yeah, she'll probably have like a few years of silence and then like release some sort of documentary or something. Right. Yeah. Except isn't it interesting? And this is not the same as. Uh, sexual misconduct or anything like that of course it's not but if you want to have a discussion about the pros and cons of cancel culture isn't it interesting that like ellen degeneres is is in that column now like yeah we never could have expected of all the people and i haven't liked ellen for years but i like i still right. never would have expected her canceled if you want to use that word i mean she's not she's neither socially canceled nor literally canceled yet but it's not a good time to be Ellen DeGeneres. She's yeah, she's uh she's on the bubble. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's also um, worth mentioning. Portia de Rossi came out in defense of Ellen, which is hilarious. Right. <laughs> yeah. My wife's a good person. <laughs> Can you imagine if she was like, now we should hear both sides. Yeah, she's still like, <laughs> uh, I will say, she can be a bit... Uh, well, she would know. Bit of a, bit of a tool. Yeah. Um, ha- have you seen that Apple ordered a drama series from Team Downey and Adam Perlman? So, like, Robert Downey Jr. and whoever Adam Perlman is. Uh, when a Canadian detective attempts to solve a case, things quickly spiral out of control when he attempts attempts an elaborate sting adding play acting cops taxpayer resources and an unexpected friendship with a peculiar target oh is this yeah. based on an existing ip is this like a canadian giller prize novel or something i like to hope so um let me read up here based on michael lista's toronto life article the sting oh okay follows a frustrated Canadian detective who takes on decades old cold cases in hopes of winning a confession and becoming a hero. Well, you know, the new Perry Mason is team Downey. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So he's just in producer's mode right now, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. What else is he going to do? Yeah. Throw his name on some projects and hope he can be an even bigger billionaire. Do we have a star attached? I don't think so. I think it's just been like the series is picked up. Yeah. Uh, Apple gave a straight to series order uh, to a drama series. Um, no, I don't think there's any uh, any actors attached yet. Okay. Could be interesting. Though. Yeah. Uh, An American Pickle comes out tomorrow. Are you gonna Are you gonna watch that? Yeah, that's out tomorrow. Yeah, it's on HBO. I will for sure watch that. I ask because Simon Rich, who who wrote the short story, which you say you read, right? It's um. Yes. Sold out. Is that what it's called? Or sellout? The sellout? Oh, it might be called the sellout. Yeah, I, mean, I totally forget. So I guess he also. Years ago y- you've read. read a little bit of his material, eh? Simon Rich? I've read a couple of his books, actually. Have you read Everyday Parenting Tips? No, I have not. I've read Hit uh, Screwball, which was narrated by Beck Bennett. And I've read uh, Hits and Misses, which is a series of short stories about success and failure. So he's got like a, a humorous monster essay like a short story called everyday parenting parenting tips which uh has now also been ordered as a film uh to be adapted by producers lord and miller which is good company uh directed by the paddington director paul king and starring ryan reynolds so simon rich is having a good time right now is he potentially like film's next great comedic auteur it's i'm honestly kind of like surprised it hasn't happened earlier Mm mm-hmm like, yeah, I think he had to do Miracle Workers in order to be like, okay, this guy, like, does a little bit more TV writing. Because he, like, he was one of the main writers on SNL. Yeah, but think about how all-consuming that is. Because even if you're, like, one of the great stand-ups like Mulaney, you don't get to do a whole lot less or, or a whole lot else. And as soon as you leave SNL, I don't know if it's just that you're so creatively charged with all these other ideas or if you always were like this and you just didn't have the time. But Mulaney's been so prolific since leaving SNL. Um, And uh, I just said earlier today, like, it's amazing that Seth Meyers has, I know he's a busy guy, but he's never written a movie. Isn't that weird? Like, he seems like the type to have written like a great, funny movie. That's a good point. I think he like I think he likes the idea of doing like small like 
skit and and late night tv yeah yeah he still loves snl he still wants to talk about that first and foremost on his show and it doesn't bother me really that's awesome yeah yeah i don't think anyone on snl is is really over snl like i heard andy samberg on uh comedy bang bang this weekend Mm. and he was like you know like Scott Ackerman brought up a bunch of credits. He was like, of course, Saturday Night Live. Like, yeah. And he just seemed like kind of proud of it. Like, you know, he's he's owning it. Like, he'll never. And I was thinking in the moment, like, yeah, I don't think people really ever want to expunge that from the record. Like, they're always proud to. Especially Andy, who helped to usher in the new era of what SNL represents to a generation. Like, he's he's kind of a pioneer of a new generation of and just like just in terms of like the making of the show, he kind of changed what SNL is. Totally. I, I I've got a feeling I won't like an American pickle as much as I like Palm Springs. Okay. But I, I hope I do. I, I kind of get the sense in what I've heard from it so far that it's like very good, but it's surprisingly not all laughs, that it's like weirdly a, a drama about family and knowing your roots. Okay, interesting. Because it's such an interesting line to tell when an actor plays two characters and it's obviously such a high concept comedic premise where like guy gets preserved in a vat of pickle brine for a hundred years and so it's like a time travel comedy and it's right. Seth Rogen. But like I guess right. they, they, they do take it quite seriously and it's about like understanding where you're coming from and like knowing what your family is and who you are at your core. Right. And it's, I think it's like a, a big, like, it's very much a, like a Jewish film. Like it really celebrates that culture and like, and what the well, historical roots are in the States for being a part of that community. The plot, as I remember the story going was like Simon Rich is kind of playing himself. Like he's a comedy writer and his, he ends up finding his like long lost grandfather who ends up being kind of his age. So it's like a comparison between him and like, the Russian Jewish grandfather who uh, like toiled in the, in the potato fields for, right. you know, to like put a roof over his kids' heads and stuff. And he's kind of like, what are you like? You're not, you're not going out and doing manual labor. Like, what is this? Like you have weak hands kind of thing, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. I think that's kind of what's going on here. I'm excited for yeah. it. I, I think it's going to be okay. Another movie I want to watch, um, that's not really getting a whole lot of attention. It's, it's, it stars Natalia Dyer, who's Nancy on stranger things. And it's like a, it's like a coming of age comedy. It's called, uh, yes, God. Yes. And I think the idea is she's like a repressed, like catechism kid, like a Sunday okay. school kid who okay. has like a sexual awakening. And it's, it's just about like growing up and like being awkward and, Anyway, it's, I just saw a trailer and thought it looked adorable, and so I want to watch that. Is that going to be on, like, Netflix or something? It's on demand, and it's out now. I guess it came out last week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it says it's a, a 2019 film from what I... Okay, no, so same like 2020. A, like a festival okay. movie. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. And yeah, it premiered at South by Southwest. And when does Spinster come out? Peretti. Oh, yeah, that's supposed to be soon. Sometime in uh, August, maybe end of August. That's exciting for the locals. That was made here. Release. Yeah. Spinster release date, filmed in Halifax. Uh, I watched the trailer a couple of times just because it's exciting to see, like, people from 22 Minutes and streetscapes that look familiar. And then also... Oh, no way. I haven't actually watched the trailer at all. Yeah. It comes out at some point in in the next several weeks, so I'm excited to... To see Spencer. Yeah. 
No, yeah, I can't find an exact date attached to it, but that's exciting. It's something that's really good uh, in terms of movie releases during this time, um, and there aren't a lot of good things. I want to talk about like one uh, most important thing in just a minute, but there was a time where I'd get really psyched to see some indie movie, some like small film that I was I thought seemed really special. Uh, and it would just mm-hmm. never come to Halifax or it would take like five months to come to Halifax. And I'd have to check every weekend what the theater listings are to see if it's going to be in our like one tiny little art house theater. Um, and that's just not an issue right now, because if your movie is not like a big studio Disney movie or Christopher Nolan's Tenet, it's going to come out online and I'm going to be able to watch it either right. legitimately or otherwise. And so... That's nice. Like, I'm for sure going to be able to see American Pickle, which I mean, it would have anyway because it's Seth Rogen, but I'm for sure able to see Yes, God, Yes. I'm for sure able to see Spinster. And otherwise, it might have been a bit of a slog getting to those films here in Halifax. And so that's actually the silver lining of how the film industry is crumbling under COVID-19. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Accessibility. Except, um, did you hear about Mulan? Uh, no, I, I saw a couple like news articles pop up about it, but I, I didn't look into it at all. So this is actually the most, the richest, most controversial film news of the week, I think. We've been waiting a long time for Mulan to come out. It was supposed to come out anyway. This is Disney's live action remake. Big, expensive studio film. Um, and of course, they kept pushing it forward because of the pandemic. And they clearly wanted this to be a big screen movie because of the visuals or whatever. Um, and they finally decided that's not going to happen. They are going to release it on Disney plus September 4th. Good news, right? I might not have been so keen on going to see Mulan on opening weekend in the theaters, but for sure I'll watch it on Disney plus except it is only available to Disney plus subscribers for a $30 surcharge on top of their subscription fee. Oh yeah. They're really they're really hoodwinking us here. That shows a tremendous lack of understanding of your audience's interest. $30 might be roughly what you'd spend on two movie tickets in the theater, but this is not the theater, sir. And uh, also, why we're are... Pay- we're paying for the platform. I'm already paying you for the platform. Be- well, and also, like, if you're going to charge that much... Why are you limiting your audience so much? Why wouldn't you just put it on all streaming services? And people might be, um, this might be what gets people to subscribe to Disney Plus and see the merit in it. They're not going to subscribe to it now, like a la The Mandalorian, and then pay $30 on top of it. I, I mean, maybe some psycho as well. It just seems like the wrong movie to try that with. Like Frozen 2, maybe. But right, but Mulan, right, like exactly. I, I don't know. Yes, sure, it is a Disney princess movie. There might be lots of little kids who are psyched to see this. And I hope that's true. And I get paying for it once if you want your kids to enjoy the movie. But yeah. then $30 every time? Or like, or is it $30 just to unlock it and then you can watch it as much as you want? I don't think it is, which I just think is crazy. And we had the discussion when King of Staten Island came out and the, the price was set at $20, whether or not that was worth it for a new release and like what new releases would be worth it. And should we tier the, 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 the fee charges of these films based on how expensive they are, how big the star power is? just in general, how, how much interest there is around the movie. And I don't know, but I think it's dangerous to allow a studio to set their own price. They could never do that in movie theaters. Right. And I, and I also think thir- just saying now here at like the, the second or third 
uh, pay for it, big release of the year on demand. To set the precedent at $30 is very dangerous for film because very quickly I'm going to go, okay, I guess I'm never going to pay for a movie again because before right. I like would go to the movies every couple of weeks, but that's an experience. And now I'm bitter about it and I'll avoid Mulan. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So will I. Screw Mulan. Hashtag screw Mulan. Get it trending, folks. And what like as a as a 30 year old 31 year old male who remembers yeah. when the first Mulan came out and has had that movie just in your life in the background for most of that time what do you say is the best thing about that movie what's the best part of Disney's Mulan I don't know maybe some of the catchy songs exactly it's the music the songs are amazing right. in Mulan and they're not in the new Mulan the, right. the musical themes are being appropriated to better create an epic uh, war movie or whatever, but we're not, sure. gonna, we're not going to sing the words. That's what I came right. for, son. Yeah. Very dumb. And, so, and Wilford Brimley died. So what, what, a, what a shit show after all. Friggin' diabetes champion. Yeah. Diabetes champion. He's one of your He's heroes, the reason eh? that. Oh yeah. He, he, I, I really thank him for, uh, all of the people who look at me and say diabetes. Oh, that is his That's fault. That's great. Yeah. But it is kind of his fault. I mean, I, I can't put too much pressure on him. I don't yeah. know if he was type one or type two. I always got the impression he was type two. Like it seemed like a lifestyle thing with that guy. But... <laughs> <sighs> yeah. He, I mean, he's always hey. been like a red meat kind of fella. Hasn't he? Like pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little on the heavier side as far as I know, but you know what? I've never seen. I've never seen Wilford Brimley act in something like I've never seen. Was he in Dog Day Afternoon? I've never seen that. I've never seen. Cocoon. I don't think he was in Dog Day Afternoon. Well, what Cocoon I, was a big one. I've never seen him act. In fact, I didn't know he was an actor. Like I really just thought that he was like the spokesperson for Liberty Medical. Yeah, honestly, we are we are not of his generation for sure. No. No, and extraordinary that he was only 85. Like, Regis Philbin was three years his senior. Yeah, which yeah, means, true. Like but he had diabetes. Like, 20 years ago, when I was, like, home from school watching The Price is Right, he was, like, in his early 60s. He looked like he was 90 then. That's true. He's, yeah. He, he was an always old guy. Yeah, he was just one of those. It was that big walrus mustache. You must have seen that uh, Trump interview on HBO. The Axios one, yeah. Yeah, what is Axios? Is this like a channel? I don't know, but it is an HBO in tandem thing. And I do wonder how this Australian journalist gets to have like like final cut open floor forum with the president who's famously only ever talking to people he likes and make them look Yeah, good. totally. Like you did an interview with like Barstool Sports, like a 20 minute interview two weeks ago like i i i like a lot of cnn journalists but i think that they softball him and they don't actually grill him on on his idiot responses to things in the new i, I know often he'll just say you're a bad person you're bad at your job but like right he was completely trapped in there with this australian journalist who was making him look like the idiot that he is i mean it's, totally. it's a glorious piece of television yeah it, it's it's so satisfying to watch yeah it's like justice porn. He's the meme of the week. That guy looking at his paper and then looking up all confused. Oh, really? Oh, I don't yeah. think I've seen the actual meme yet, but oh, yeah. it should be. Yeah. It should be. And I'm happy that it's at the expense of 
Hi, monster. Have you uh, listened to the Colin Jost audiobook or read the book yet? No, I don't have Audible, and so I don't, oh, I'm the okay, only gotcha. I'm the only podcaster who doesn't have Audible. Um, yeah, that surprises me. Otherwise, I'd have to I'd have to come by it in my own. I don't know. Maybe I'll get like some some birthday money, and I'll just like spring for the book or something. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it seems like a good a good. I mean, it's a good vacation read, but my vacation's more than half over now. Yes, that's true. Uh, hey, did you finish the first season of Umbrella Academy? No, I didn't like it very much. I remember you oh, really? liked it. Yeah. We liked it. Um, we watched the second season. We finished it. Uh, we finished it very quickly. So it's good. And uh, it's great. Better than the first season. Oh, awesome. Well, maybe I'll give it another yeah. shot because we've been without a thing. And I still want to like gear down on Succession. But uh, yeah. And, and Becky's in, but she wasn't in the mood the other night, which is fine. And um, there's some movies we want to see. And so... I don't know if I'll have time for Umbrella Academy. It just didn't grip me the first time. I remember finding it like a little bit, like there were a lot of a uh, group of 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 curse and misfits who become mutant superhero TV shows that we had talked about on the podcast. For whatever reason, that one kind of stuck with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know if I would have continued watching it, but Jen wanted to, and then there was nothing really else on at the time, so we kept watching it. How is Paige in it? Because... Like her star has not continued to soar. She's pretty good. Yeah. I'm honestly kind of like worried about her. Oh. She looks very like gaunt in this show. Interesting. Like I'm like, like, are you okay? Are you like, she's probably the one that I would be most worried about in the show. Did I ever tell you that I sold her uh, Grand Theft Auto when I worked at Staples? No way. Yes, it was many moons ago. And you knew it was her at the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was post-Juno and everything. Whoa. Yeah. Did you say anything to her? No. You were just like, hey, here's Grand Theft Auto. I was very shy. Yeah. Was it San Andreas? No, it wasn't that long ago. It might have been five. Five. Wow. Because that's, I mean, it's been a long time since it was a GTA game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You know what comes out tonight, which I'm actually interested in, and I set a series recording for. Okay. We'll see if I actually get into it. Who knows? Um, Big Brother All-Stars. Oh, okay. What does that mean? Is it all winners? Yes. It, well, no, not necessarily. Potentially just favorites from other seasons. Have they not brought people back on Big Brother before? They've done it a hundred times, and every time it's really good. Oh, yeah. But I haven't watched a Big Brother season in like three years. And there's been people who have been on the show and gotten COVID. Well, gotten COVID like when they're supposed to go on the show and they were like straight up cut. Oh, wow. So this is going to be like pretty tawdry. Big Brother always is. Um, yeah. But it's probably also going to be pretty expert, right? Like these folks are all good at the game. And so it's going to Very be. True. A, this is what I found about Survivor this year is everybody was a winner. And still there are people who were there like. They won by default, but everybody's savvy, so we're not we're not playing uh, t ball here. And there are things that are changed, like because of COVID. Uh, I think maybe more just like in the after part where Julie Chen is interviewing them, like they need to go into their own little like pod. And <laughs> so it's still happening in, in real in real time. Like they've they've probably like had to quarantine everybody like two weeks ahead of the taping and everything and. So they're creating, so. creating new content. That's that's kind of exciting. I have to, even though I'm not a Big Brother person. That's that's cool that they can do that. 
Yeah. Well, hey, it starts tonight, so you could potentially get into it. And it is a quarantine show. I mean, it's kind of built it, for it's it. A, it's a quarantine show. It's it's of the times. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, could be neat. Hey, I was thinking... You are carrying the show dumb. tonight, by the way. You are just you are just running the show, and I so appreciate it. It's twenty six degrees in here. Yes, it's blazing hot, and uh, I, I, I didn't come up you. with much prep, and my brain's kind of only on half because I'm sure only... you're on vacation. Well, man. I'm almost hey. twenty nine. I've just been wilting. Well, that that's true too. Yeah, that's true too. Twenty nine degrees for your twenty nine birthday. That's it exactly. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Uh, what would you think of us potentially doing a week where? You finish the season of a certain show that I want you to finish, and I finish a certain season of a show that you want me to finish. Oh, I like that, but but that's a, that's a big deal. So I have to binge a whole show in a week. Uh, a season of it, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, then we would need to set a few ground rules on how many episodes that season is. Like, I can't tell you to watch You're- the first season of The West Wing. And you tell me to watch, you know, three episodes of Sherlock or something. That's not fair. Right. Right. That's true. Well, yeah. What would those be? Like, we, we could set, like, an overall time. Like, it can't exceed, like, like, uh, what would, what would. Oh, okay. Can't so, exceed, like, no, like. No more than. 600 minutes? Yes. Okay. So, no more than, like, eight hour long episodes. No more than 12 half hour episodes or something like that. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Okay, okay. I like that a whole lot. Now, we don't need to come up with those shows on the spot, but maybe we could, could you know, sort it out within the next 24 to 48 kind of thing. Okay, and it doesn't have to be new shows, right? Because we so often talk about new shows that are hot, but no. it's, it's better if it's something that, that we know the other person is probably not otherwise going to commit the time for. Right. Okay, I love it. Season one. I think season one, yeah. Uh, Unless well there's a show with one. just one season that you can think of, and like if it was an anthology show, and I was like, no, you should watch season. Two. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, okay, I got to give that some thought then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. I kind of just want to tell you to watch Watchmen. Right. Yeah. Oh, there it is. So we already know what this is going to be about. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not certain yet. All right. Okay. Gonna, so half. So half. Half of it's already revealed. Let's just. Let's just. Call call a spade a spade here. I said kind of and <laughs> thinking, not I've decided. Well, look, I mean, I, I there are lots of things that I believe are great and I just don't have, I haven't like found the time or the motivation for it. There's a very good chance and really hopefully the, the goal of this exercise would be to be grateful you were forced to watch something that was good. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Okay, I'm into that. I like it. Like, I was even thinking, I was like, what show would Sweets potentially get me to watch? And I thought, maybe Dead to Me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to watch it otherwise, I would really advocate for that. So, I don't know. That's just where I was going with it. Well, Okay. All right. We'll chat. I think, I think a full season, like in these times when there's not a whole hell of a lot going on new TV-wise, we might be able to, to do this. And maybe maybe it could be like a two week thing. Maybe it doesn't have to be a week long thing. Maybe we don't do an episode next week and we come back in two weeks or something. Okay. All right. That's good. I like it a whole lot. It gives me an opportunity to take a week off a podcast too. And less time spent in this blazing hot room, the better. Sure. Yeah. If I'm perfectly I agree. honest. Do you want to talk about this one show that we that we prepped for? Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know whose turn it would be to recap just one episode. We only have one, right? We only have one. Uh, do you want to take a stab? Do you want to tag team it? I am kind of. I'm not going to be a big help. I'll I'll tell you that. Yeah. Much. Let's let's just both go through. Like I'll start it out, okay. and you can fill in some gaps. Feel free to cut me off and just like like add things in that I'm missing. You got it. Um, but we I think we both watched tonight, so it's pretty fresh in our brains. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Yellowstone is uh, essentially the story of a family. Kevin Costner is the uh, paternal figure. He is also super rich and owns a ton of land, which I, I which is in um, Montana. Uh, Montana. I yep. want to say Wyoming. I don't know why they say Montana like 400 times. Yeah. Show. Uh, he's got several children. Um, one of which is kind of like a badass CEO girl who you see kind of like crush and conglomerate this other business person and then makes him thank her for basically like ruining his life. Although she's saying, I just made you a bunch of money. I just put your kids through college. Well, only sort of. She basically took his company from him because he was kind of flailing with it. And right. then he calls her a bitch because he, you know, he got, he was ego bruised, but then she, right. ba- basically she bought him out. Right. And so she's like, I just paid yeah. for your kid's college. So you should, you should be more grateful to me. And so he's like, thank you. That was my favorite scene actually. Cause she was just kind of like, I, I like Rude. these, the, I like the idea of these family shows where they're just fucking gutless. And I think that's what I like about succession. succession. Interestingly, I've never watched one of these like high drama, uh, family uh, kind of like everybody's a dirtbag shows, whether it's Sopranos or Succession, or, or I think Dallas was maybe the the grandfather of of that type of show. Sure, yeah, yeah. Beyond the pilot, I've never um, seen such a thing. So, the other brother's a lawyer who is clearly representing his father in a um, land battle thing, and basically ends up like having bought off one of the senators. So obviously, they get to keep all their land. That's fine. The there's two other brothers. I believe one of them is a uh, is said to be a bastard son, so from another relationship. And then the youngest son, who is uh, uh, it's kind of revealed at the end that I don't think he was a, a real son. He was supposed to be someone who might have stole from them, and then he brought them in as a family member. He's Robert Duvall. He's Tom. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, the this particular son who I just mentioned was living on a reservation with uh, his girlfriend and child, and had kind of uh, turned his back on the life of the uh, the you know rich ranch aesthetic, and is kind of living off the land, being a real cowboy. Uh, uh, living amongst natives in a reservation. Yeah. There's a dispute uh, for a land. There's basically like a triangle dispute between uh, a land developer, the ranch guy, Kevin Costner, and natives that uh, uh, Kevin Costner's uh, cattle ended up running onto their land. They're, there's a battle over the cattle which basically ends up in one of the kids, one of the sons getting shot 
the other son kind of like defends that the shot son by shooting one of the native guys who is his girlfriend's brother. There's a lot of drama. Yeah, there's a there's whole a lot shootout. Of beautiful, yeah, there's a, a whole shootout. There's a helicopter, <laughs> plenty of stuff happening there. And uh, the brother ends up dying. Actually, both brothers end up dying. And that's kind of the end of the show. You know that there's like a war coming, but that's it. Yeah, and, and for that reason, because it was 93 minutes or whatever, it's almost like if it was tightened up a little bit and we kind of ditched a few ancillary characters and it just ended that way, it might actually make an okay movie. But, yeah. But because it was just the pilot episode of something, I just spent so much of it deeply offended that it would it would expect this much of me on the first viewing. That's that's kind of true. That's a good point. Yeah, I, what think, I, I think a lot of these producers, when they're making their pilots, they need to be they need to start asking themselves when they're making a serious drama, is this lost? And when the answer is invariably no, they need to say, okay, we need to tighten up the screws a little bit because it doesn't need to be ninety three minutes. My right. God! Now I don't know Kevin Costner's involvement in it. Yeah, he's working. But he's he's kind a producer of, on the show. He's kind of a powerful guy in Hollywood, and this is the Paramount Network, so I guess they thought, let's make it as big as possible and as gripping as possible. Well, he is a powerful guy, but he's not really, like, a hot actor. You know what I mean? Like, he's obviously, like, no. been one of the more successful movie stars ever, but, like, when was the last time he was in, like, a zeitgeisty thing? Yeah, not recently for that matter <laughs> do you have a touchstone kevin costner like who's your favorite kevin costner i don't know that i've seen very many of his movies you know i've seen dances for with the loves and for the love of the game yeah okay bull durham i've seen dances with wolves i've seen bull durham the bodyguard but i don't know which which one i think about the most i've never seen the bodyguard i think i think of for the love of the game the most because i just remember one time sitting down and like watching it all at my grandparents' house, and I remember being like, "Whoa, that movie was a real journey." So he's done but a lot of sports uh, movies, right? That's kind of his signature. Love sports and loves like horses, kind of like westernies. Oh, Field of Dreams—that's another Field huge of Dreams. One. Well, that's another sports movie. Okay, well, the the love yeah. of horses and the equestrian of this show—I <laughs> mean, very evident that that's kind of his bag. Um, right. It also feels like it, like this show should have Connie Britton in it, but for some reason it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Not really. What do you mean by that? I just mean like she's in a lot of these like blue collar. She plays the wife a lot and she does it amazingly. She's a great actor, but it just feels like this show, if it had a part for Connie Britton, she's the only person they'd call. Right. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Who is, who is the daughter in this show? I don't know. I don't know. She's, I, she's been in other things. The only other actor but... I can, I can name in it is this Wes Bentley. Who's the really severe looking lawyer son. He like looks right. like a it looks like Wolverine. He's just very severe looking. Right. Yeah, he's well he kind of looks like like Christian Bale meets Wolverine. Yes, that's a that's a good pull. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice anything about um the guy she talks to in the bar? Like a handsome guy in the bar. I forget I wrote down his name. No, is was he something? Was he, is he like Kevin Costner's son? Well, that's what I was I was positive of. I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's a Costner for sure. It's not. His name is J.R. Uh, Cassia. I think it's pronounced. He plays Ted okay. at the bar, just like just kind of a character actor, but like he's he's 
very handsome, but he also looks very much like Kevin Costner. And it's distracting. Mm. Like everyone is clearly having this thought. I don't know why they decided to cast him. Yeah, true. Good point. I didn't realize the um, show has been on for three seasons already. I'd never heard whoa, of it. what? Yeah. Wait, it's just picking up steam now? It just got renewed. Its third season is is brand new, and it's it was renewed for its fourth season before the third season came out. So it, there's a ton of episodes to see. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're just we're just kind of hearing about it now then, but it's been out for a while. Um, yeah, some some serious high drama going on. A lot of different plots, as you could tell by my like five minute explanation uh, recap. What's well, long? It's long. It's long. What uh, What did you think of it? I thought it was punishingly boring. I thought I like I I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't. But the shootout, I guess, is is interesting. But by then, I was just like offended by the amount of day it had taken from me. Um, mm. and, and like. I checked and I was like, it must be almost over. And I was, it was half over. It was like, I did that a couple in. times too. And then I like, I waited another hour and a half and it was only five minutes had gone by. And it was just like, it, I couldn't believe how long it was. And then those, the, there's some significant deaths at the end of the first episode and there's a funeral for it. And you feel like it's going to fade out to credits. And there's like five more seasons or scenes and like, like right. five more crying breakdowns. I don't know why I didn't, mind it as much as you did maybe it's because i'm not on vacation so i was just <laughs> like oh this is nice like i'm just <laughs> doing this after work watching this show but i i also i also found it was shot in such a way that it's like pretty beautiful sure it looked nice yeah i just kind of enjoyed like the natural national geographic kind of like planet earth vibe of it all too I wanted to zero in on two pieces of dialogue in particular. Uh, one is politicians are like crabs. They move sideways to go forward. I actually think that's a pretty good line. Okay. Uh, and also the line, I feel like the line, I deserve to know what happened, Casey. He was my brother. I feel like that line could be dropped into any series about like cowboy criminals. <laughs> like, right. There's always going to be a Casey. It's always going to be a Chase. And yeah. I deserve to know what happened. He was my brother. That's that is gonna fit fine in any of these shows. Right. There were a couple epic Kevin Costner lines too, where he was kind of just like showing how tough he was without saying a whole lot. He is a tough guy. He is a tough guy. Yeah. T- tough guy in the show too, and a tough guy who was like, "Hey, we this this cow's giving birth over here. We got to pull over and we got to get this calf out of the cow." Well, and by the way, the it, opening shot is him uh, uh, euthanizing his horse, which is brutal. Sure, yeah, right. Shoots in the head. We didn't see Josh Holloway, did we? I don't think so. What's Josh Holloway from again? He's Sawyer from Lost. Oh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. He is going to turn up in the show at some point. No, I was scrolling oh. through the cast on IMDb and I was like, oh, of course, that seems right. Well, to be fair, the show did have a cast of like 40 people in the first episode. Yeah, tons of people. That's what I mean. It just could yeah. be a little bit tighter and it could be an okay film. They, yeah, it really could have been a film. Yeah. I agree with that. It's rare that we say a movie could have, or a, a TV show could have been a film. Because so often it's the other way around. It's like, oh, that movie probably could have been like a drawn out series or something. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think too. But this is the rare turnaround. I don't give it my ass at all. I was like, you I don't No, no, I'm not saying it's meritless, but like, I, I think it was ridiculous that it was 93 minutes in the pilot. You so far from give it your ass. Yeah. I, I will give it my ass. I, I, I found it 
at least to be something that I was like, actually, when it was done, I was like, that is, you know what? I would watch more of that if it wasn't on such a ridiculous network, the Paramount Network. It's getting to be pretty tough. It's getting to be so tough to find things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not going to watch stuff on the Paramount Network. Sorry, Paramount. Well, and we're going to have like a real problem if these streaming services that already take our money on a monthly or annual basis, have they decide that their premium content costs more. Like, yeah, that's dumb. That's that's going to be like that really, really fucks things up. I, I already hate the Amazon. Yeah. Subscription within a subscription model that they have. I hate it. I hate it's it. Like, oh, you... this comes with a stack TV subscription. So mm. or pay you, an extra $10 a month. When you like search a movie on Amazon Prime video, you like, you like look up, I don't know, the color of money and just to see if it's there. And oh, there it is. There's the thumbnail for the color of money. And all that comes up is how do I watch this? And it just takes you to a pay menu, a paywall. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You're already getting my cash, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what, Jeff? I'm going to the Palouse. Well, to watch a $30 Mulan. I'm never watching a $30 Mulan. I'm not doing it. Oh, right. You said you weren't. There's just no way that's happening. But I'm going to watch. <laughs> but I'm going to watch. Uh, yes, God. Yes. I'm going to watch American Pickle. I'm going to watch yep. Spinster. And I'm going to watch a whole season of whatever you tell me. Big Brother, the current oh, season. God. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like 70 episodes or something. You're smart enough that months. your brain can handle it. I think I'll just turn to Jello, and we'll never be able to have an intelligent conversation again. You're, you're saying that I'm smart enough to watch Big Brother? Yeah, you can handle it, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would just turn me into pudding. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, so you're saying that I'm... Res I'm my intelligence is so resilient that I can watch stupid shit and still be smart. Well, look, if you're going to free phrase it to make it sound like my compliment is, is silly, then I just won't pay you compliments anymore. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, listen, no Will Smith news. Um, I don't know if they, I don't know if we're ever going to climb out of the Will and Jada marital troubles um, pit. It just seems like that's week after week. All anybody wants to gossip about. It's really easy to go back to Ellen. I mean, we don't trust Ellen. It's pretty easy to go back to Ellen. We definitely don't trust Ellen. Well, and as long as that's a hot topic, there's like all of these other names being drawn into it. Like I, I'm inclined to think like always trust Brad Garrett, never trust Katy Perry. You know, what's funny though. Like, Brad Garrett is not a guy I would trust. I always kind of thought he seemed like a jerk. Interestingly, they made two Nemo movies together, right? He's like, he's one of the fish in the fish tank. Oh. But also, like, I don't know if they were ever recording together. Right. In the fish tank that is the VO studio. Well, and I don't think there's any Dory scenes with the fish tank creatures. There's no overlap there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, I definitely don't trust Ellen DeGeneres. At but this you, but do, well, are you saying that you don't trust Brad Garrett? Because you, you just said that you don't trust him. So maybe you do trust Ellen. <laughs> Always trust Ellen is what I meant to say. Oh wow! No, uh, uh, no, that's definitely not true. I just, I, he always kind of seemed like someone who might be a little shadier. But if Ray Romano liked him for so long, oh, so always trust Ray Romano. 
I do trust Ray Romano. Yeah, and you don't even like that show. Like, that's the second or third ever episode of the show show. You go in hard on Everybody Loves Raymond. But it's not a personal thing. You trust Ray just fine. I think Ray's a nice guy. All right. Especially since he did The Big Sick. Yeah. Yeah, that was an integrity and, uh, move. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And I think Kumail loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. So that makes me like that relationship more. Uh, so always trust, always trust Ray, always love Ray. Everybody loves Raymond. Show show loves Raymond. <laughs> show show loves Raymond. This is how great sign off phrases are discovered. That's right. The show show loves Raymond. Uh, if we transition to that forever, I I wouldn't be super angry. Okay, that. good. All right, great. All right. Show show loves Raymond. <laughs>